Please note that this episode was recorded in spring of 2022 and released in spring of 2023, so just a heads up. Thanks. Well, we don't have it. <laughs> we have me saying we don't have it. That's a fun way to start. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now people know, now people are immediately excluded. Yeah. People already know that there's stuff going on here they're not privy to. I mean, I love an in media res podcast beginning mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, they've been talking and they just hit record. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like you're a part of something. Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like things you like. I'm Jason. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Sarah. That's right. Producer Sarah's in the booth quote-unquote booth yeah. with us today because we are talking about Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, the greatest film of 2020 and 2021 and 2022. We're saying it. We're putting it out there. And well, in, not 2022. And 2023 and 2024. <laughs> Maybe it comes back for 2023. <laughs> What's the best film of 2022? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, yeah, I still haven't seen it. Um, but Barb and Star... Epically awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly top five films all time. Oh, absolutely. A classic movie written by Kristen Wiig, Annie Mamulo, starring them as well, directed by Joshua Greenbaum. It was a special movie. And because we are now officially, I guess, a post-COVID podcast, and that's all we talk about anymore, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be fun for us to reframe this whole thing around a little walk down memory lane. As we're also returning from an extended hiatus. We are. <laughs> we are also. We also have not been putting out episodes for like a year. Yeah. A year and a half. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome let's, back. Let's take a little jog down that memory lane. So what we're going to do is we're going to trace the story of Barb and Star and how it how how it appeared on the horizon like a new dawn for after a night we didn't even know was coming yet and then became part of us and we made a part of everyone else. And now it's the world's problem. And in a time where we most needed hope and friendship, Barb and Star came and delivered those things. One movie gave us both. Yeah. Faded! (laughs) December 2019. Three friends (laughs) go to see a little movie called Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I should say it wasn't just the three of us. There were other people there. Other people saw this movie. (laughs) You may have seen this movie, uh, listener. And boy, if you do, you do remember it. Um, So before the screening of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, uh, there was a teaser for a movie called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. And do you all remember what the teaser looked like? Because it's very clear in my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a, like I, I rewatched it for this obviously, but the, the visceral like deja vu I felt when I saw just the tops of their heads. Yeah, because <laughs> it was a jarring trailer. They yeah. did not show their faces, which I feel like was really intentional. Mm-hmm. 
And so you got a glimpse of the movie without really knowing what was going on or what the context was. Um, there was a lot of meta voiceover from the characters. So it was just, it was a unique trailer and it got me excited. I know. I remember I was kind of dismissive of it at first because I was so, I think I was just like put off by the fact that they didn't, didn't show their faces. And sometimes when I see things that are new and different, I get scared and confused. And then <laughs> I found very out. Very human reaction. And I found it was a Kristen Wiig movie yeah. and that she was co-starring with Annie Mamulo, who I was like, she's not famous. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's why they wouldn't show their faces because one of them's not famous. <laughs> I had, I had different concerns in 2019, as did we all. I just want to I just want to quote I just want to quote a um, an article from the Hollywood Reporter to really put you that, in that the, came out around this time put you in the moment that yeah. says and I this 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 um this actually ran in August so this is this is months before anyone saw the teaser, but the Hollywood Reporter said quote the feature will hit theaters in a wide release next summer, on July 31st 2020, where it will open opposite Sony's Marvel entry Morbius. <laughs> so good it's so good we were we ever so young so that was all we knew of it for a time we saw star wars episode 9 the rise of skywalker we had opinions about about which more never (laughs) and then i mean some stuff happened next i don't know if we need to recount that yeah you were all there yeah smash cut (laughs) may 2020 (laughs) (laughs) uh in the midst of everything the bad times. Lionsgate announces new release dates for several movies, including Spiral from the Book of Saw and The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. And one of them is, is Barb and Star Good of Issa Del Mar, which is now pushed to July 19th, 2021. A whole year later. And uh, yeah, I don't know how much we want to dwell on this, but I'll just say this was a bad time. This was possibly the worst time. Yeah. I yeah. think spring 2020 is where it felt just utterly miserable. We realized we were going to have a summer that wasn't really a summer. Yeah, and April and May 2020 in New York were like the pit of it. Like yeah. we're just like like it like people are people we knew died. Yeah, like it was shitty. People were in frozen trailers outside of funeral homes because there wasn't enough room for everyone. Yeah, it was a like, shitty, shitty time. It was time. a very, very shitty, shitty time. And on top of that, Barb and Star <laughs> delayed. Yeah, this yeah. is this is May. This is like when it's becoming clear to everyone that this is not going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe some people figured out before I did, but for me it was a very gradual, very upsetting the, the, realization. For I think in New York especially, it was, it was very clearly, oh, we're not going back to work this summer. Yes. Which, maybe which, not which, this fall either. <laughs> <laughs> And part of that was, you know, it started with um, the the James Bond movie, No Time to Die, getting delayed back in like March or February, even. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is in May, like a lo- everything was getting rescheduled. Everything that was like that summer or post that summer, movies were getting pushed back, uh, concerts canceled, everything. Mm-hmm. And so this was, you know, I mean, this this kind of passed me by at the time. I didn't really gleam onto this. I was kind of gleam onto this. That's not right. Glom onto this. Excuse mm-hmm. me. You know. I had other things in my mind. But it happened. And then the rest of the year happened. <laughs> and uh, I think we all remember that pretty well. Yeah. yeah. It was a great time. We all had a lot of fun. <laughs> no notes. No notes. No. And then finally. Then, then you know, fade in on a new year, a new dawn. Because the next thing is another announcement from the studio, yeah. right? Yeah. Next thing is January 11th. 2021. Again, a time where we were all thinking a lot about movies <laughs> yeah. and nothing else. And nothing else. Yes. I mean, this is, I mean, obviously it's five days after um, the funniest thing that ever happened happened. <laughs> but it's also like, you know, when 
<laughs> the vaccine existed and was being rolled out, but you could already tell they were fucking it up, yeah. and it was going to take way longer than it should have. Um, it was so. It was. It was a. This is when I started to get really, really antsy because I mean, part of my in my brain, I was like, "I'm. It's 2021. It's a new. It's gonna. The vaccine's here. I mean, I don't. I won't get it right away, but any day now. Any day now. And I was just sitting at my desk, just like jostling my my computer with my knees for like four months. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, sorry, sorry, Lionsgate announces that it is canceling the theatrical release of Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, and it will instead be releasing the film to video on demand directly on February 12th. Which, for me, as someone who was very excited about this movie, was very disappointing. I wasn't going to be able to see it in theaters, and anytime there's, like, a fun indie comedy coming out, or, like, any kind of cool, weird thing, um, once again, everything, everywhere, all at once, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> go see it. It's still in theaters. You can do this. Um... <laughs> Anytime that happens, it makes me sad because I feel like it's just not going to perform as well. And when movies like that don't perform well, they make fewer of them. Um, so I know that was kind of heartbreaking to me. But also every movie, like literally Zack Snyder's Justice League was on video on demand. So clearly there was just no other options here. It was like a choice between losing all the money or only losing some of the money. Yeah. For studios, I think. Yeah. Were you aware of this happening as it was happening? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were keeping up with this. Yeah. Wow. I like my indie comedies, especially ones written and produced by women. <laughs> well, you, you, you were, you know, you were right on this one. You were ahead of the curve on this one. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, it was, it was a bad time, but I think we can all, you know, we have, we have video on demand to look forward to at the very least. Yeah. At least we're going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least we're getting a new thing. Yeah. So then, the moment of first light breaking over the horizon, February 13th, 2021, me, Jason, and Sarah yeah, watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar for the first time. So let's, let's break into that now, shall we? Yeah. Tell us, tell us what is Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar for the listener. It's really funny. It's a story about friendship. It's about two Midwestern friends in their 40s who have a bit of a midlife crisis, decide to take an impulsive trip to Vista Del Mar in Florida, supposedly an oasis of hot middle-aged guys where you can feel like you got a soul douche. Um, and they go there. They um, end up crossing paths with a, um, would you call him the paramour of a terrorist? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that terrorist is also played by Kristen Wiig, so she's doing a dual role in this film, the villain and one of the heroes. Um, that particular villain wants to destroy Vista Del Mar because of some traumatic things that happened in her childhood. Which, we've all been there. And um, Barb and Star are now suddenly having crossed paths with the, the, boy, the not official boyfriend of this villain, um, have hijinks, and then end up having to save Vista Del Mar from a deadly attack of mosquitoes. Yeah. Good summary. Yeah. Very good summary. It's, Very good summary. It's much better than when we tried to do this episode the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so you all saw Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Immediate reactions to it the first time. So the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie, I think, are intentionally jarring. Like, they're trying to kind of put you out of place so you don't know what you're in for. And it's really effective. And I think it makes it really, like, as more things happen, you're just delighted at every turn, at every, like, amplification of jokes. Yeah, it really is a movie where the, the rhythm of it is 
you know, it's, it's it's so unpredictable. You don't know where it's going to go next, which is, you know, the idea. That's how humor works, like, ideally, right? <laughs> if you're going to have, like, you know, humor that's based on visual gangs and character interactions, part of it has to be, you know, you have to have interesting, funny characters who bounce off each other in funny ways, but you also have to surprise the audience. And I don't know if it was just that I was so starved for new content and new ideas and images or if I was just, like, hadn't seen a a, a studio comedy in... It felt like a 10,000 years at that point. It was like <laughs> funny and okay to look at and um, had at least one original song in it. But I was just blown away by it. I was, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I was so happy to be watching it and to be enjoying a new movie. So, of course, when you love something, when you really love it. And when it ends, like literally the final scene of the whole movie after the credits is a toast that one of your friends constantly gives at bars you have to immediately share this should we yeah there are so there are good good ships and there are wood ships and there are ships that sail the sea but the best ships are friendships and forever may they be Yes. yes. Princess Andrew's version. Princess Andrew's version. Then the movie ends with that toast. Yeah. The toast that Andrew has been tormenting me with for you. as long as I've known him. Everyone he knows. Yeah, but I hate it the most. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, he, I can feel him feeding off of my power whenever he gives that toast. Um, yeah, the movie version is slightly different. Yeah. I think it ends a little bit differently. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's fine. These are, these are oral traditions passed down for generations. And so there's going to be some variation between them. So we saw that. We're riding high off of the movie. <laughs> and and we uh, we see that. And our first thought is we have to show Andrew and Ellen. Immediately. Yes. Because, yeah. And remember, this is February 13th. And we've gotten a 48-hour video-on-demand <laughs> rental from Voodoo. So I think we pretty much texted them the second that toast happened yes. and said, can you come over to our house tomorrow? Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you didn't have any plans. Um, and granted, it was Valentine's Day in 2021, so, so they were probably at home anyway. But come over and watch this movie with us. And so on February 14th, 2021... Sarah and Jason watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar for the second time. And Andrew Favaloro and Ellen Shadburn watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar for the first time. There's something awesome about the second time you watch this movie. Um, it's, there are so many jokes coming so fast at you that the second viewing, especially when you watch it with people who are watching it for the first time, makes it extra special because you're hearing the jokes you missed the first time. You are watching someone else be delighted by the things that surprised you the first time. And those two things together are perfection. Um, this is the time where I, um, one of my favorite jokes in this movie, because we can do spoilers, right? Mm. Yes. Um, most of the people who listen to this have already watched it because <laughs> yeah. we've already made them watch it. Yeah. Um, there's a joke about Trish, and Trish is a sea nymph Trish. with special abilities that they literally make up in a story on a plane. And the first time I watched it, I missed that Trish died at the end of the story they make up on their flight to Florida and that she threw herself in the ocean. I missed that. 
I didn't realize she became a water spirit. So at the end of the movie, when Barb and Star are saved by Trish <laughs> the water from spirit. death, um, I was like, oh, wait, okay, cool. Well, I'm glad Trish is here, but I don't know how that happened. And the second time I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense. So there were moments like that or just moments where you're like, oh, this is a one-off bit I missed this time. Yeah, and the, for, for me, I really enjoy watching because the journey they take from setup to punchline every time mm-hmm. is so delightfully absurd that I, I really enjoy seeing how, how a thing begins, like a character beat or even just like a, a single joke and knowing where it's going and knowing that the jump it's going to make is, is just so perfect and funny. Yeah. Um, that is that is enjoyable to me. And then, yeah, again, watching and knowing that the people you're with are going to also have the same reaction you did the first yeah. time. Yeah. Is really fun. It's like it's like giving someone a present. Yes, it's, it's really beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful, and it also like shows you just how much like they thought about every single detail of this movie. Yeah, I think one of the things I love about that Trish sequence, um, the on the plane, is that like I love, like when media about friendship portrays friendship in a way that I understand and I see and I feel like that's just you know an extended bit they're just doing a bit and like that's our friends like sitting around and talking about like you know you know they just going on for an hour and a half about like what if this one person had a different job? <laughs> like, what would all our lives be like then? <laughs> like, or what if there was a fictional cat that murdered people? And yeah, his name was the, the Jazz, Jazz Cat. cat. Uh, his title is the Jazz Cat. Yes, no one knows me. his no true one name. Knows. That's true. They don't know his jellicle But there name. is there is a prophecy that says that silence will fall when the question is asked. The Jazz Cat. <laughs> you know, bits. <laughs> and I just, I love when I can see that reflected in like such a real way because I feel like a lot of times in in stuff I watch or I read, like I feel like the friendship portrayed there is, is not it's not like unreal, but it's not how I experience like my my friendship relationships because I think there's in in mainstream media there's a such a, a onus to value family over friends, which I don't think I'm not arguing that friends should be valued more. I'm arguing that they should be valued the same, basically. Yeah. Like my friends are my family, and I feel like that is something that is really really captured in this movie in a way that it is not in a lot of things. I 100% agree. Which actually, I think, t- transitions us nicely to the third time we watched <laughs> yeah. this movie. Uh, so the, the, the third time, bam. Guess what? March 2021. Yeah. Things are happening. Things are happening. We, we've, ha- we've already had that experience of sharing a movie with someone, which is such a normal thing to have happen. And here is going to be an even more normal thing. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of. <laughs> because what we do is... We go over to the home of one Kelsey Goldman. I believe one... the first gathering at my house, at my new apartment, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one Kelsey Goldman and one Stephanie Walker. Correct. Uh, Andrew Allen, come with us. Yeah. Yes. So me and you, Sarah, yeah. sing it for the third time. Yes. Andrew Allen, sing it for the second time. Yes. <laughs> Kelsey and Stephanie, sing it for the first time. Yes. yes. And Kelsey, do you want to... What was your first time like? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so my the the feeling that I had like I have such a like sense memory of is um, when in the opening sequence when um, what is the little boy's name? Jojo. Yo yo. Yo yo. Um, when he's like dear like the whole opening sequence is great even. When you don't know what's coming, it's better when you do know what's coming. But when he, you know, he does the whole thing and then he, the thing blows up and then he's standing in front of the tree and the tree like scans him and opens. <laughs> and like just the feeling I felt 
when that happened <laughs> was so much joy. Like, I think I did one of these those looks where I'm like, <gasps> like it was just like su- surprised, like delirium. And that is like what I associate this movie with. Yeah. And it just got better and better right? as it went on. For yeah. me, it's the scene right after that where she makes a soda suicide. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, wait, they're bringing back the thing we all did in middle school at Taco Bell. <laughs> Both those scenes, those, both those beats are very good examples of this because those are yeah. both like, like very straight face absurd moments. Yeah, uh, they really let you know what you're in for. Let you the movie lets you know what level it's playing on pretty quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> yes. Very quickly. Yeah, and in terms of watching it the third time experience, still very fun. Still discovering new things. Not quite as delightful as the second time. No. Where you're really seeing the setup and payoff. But now you're starting to experience the nuance, and you still get the joy of other people watching it for the first time. This is the ideal way you should be watching Barb and Star. Like, you need to add people every time. Yeah. <laughs> it, needs to, it needs to be a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Barb and Star should be a pyramid scheme. That is ideal. Yes. But you're giving. Yes. And also, Jason and I should be there every time. Yeah, because we're at the top. Yes. <laughs> also, by the way, let's not forget, this is six people in a room together. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah. And yes, we may have formed a pod. Those were all the rage back then in March 2021. <laughs> Oh, I remember my pod days. <laughs> oh. Such foolishness. Yeah. But then everyone got vaccinated. Yeah. I think by by, by the next time, ever, all of us were vaccinated. We were all ready to have a hot girl summer. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was April 23rd, 2021. And we're having our first group event at this apartment. An apartment we moved into, for the record, February 2020. <laughs> We're finally having a few people over. Yes. And we go all out. There are tropical cocktails. There are the ingredients to make yourself a suicide. Our friend Vanessa made little uh, sand pudding snacks. Um, We made sure we were set up for the ideal Vista Del Mar experience. Yeah. Yes. And this is, I think, because almost everyone in the group was there, right? Yeah. 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 Um, And But also, like, (laughs) um, what am I trying to say? What a weird time that was. <laughs> there was so much hope. There was so much hope. It was that, uh, well, I guess I wanted to point out first that I wasn't even like fully vaccinated at this point. Oh, that's true. You don't <laughs> have your first dose. Yeah. yeah, there was a little bit of mixing and matching, but at this point it was like, fuck it. What's, yeah. what's the worst that could happen to me? Remember all the women were fully vaccinated <laughs> yes. by yeah. then? Because yeah. me and Steph were the last two and ours were April 6th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and there was this, fe- and you know, things were looking up, sort of. Like, yeah. you know, as much as they had. Yeah, it the- felt like we were going to have a normal summer. Yes. It yeah. felt like things were going back to normal. Like, maybe yeah. we'll actually be in our offices this fall. Maybe it'll happen. I mean, I was. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> and then I went back home. Yeah. <laughs> but for a lot of us uh, yeah. uh, Just never office folks. It, yeah. it was a very, like, you know, it was a very anticip- anticipatory, hopeful time. Yeah. I still look back on it fondly, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm going to get my... my Second dose, I'm going to be out there again doing stuff. And you know what? I was. We, we were going back to theaters, which was yeah. the most important thing, I think. Oh, movies. Going going back what? At least once every five days yes. for a few months. Ugh. Needed that itch scratched. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Nighthawk uh, Pavilion Park Slope. So yeah, fourth time watching it. Uh, pretty good. Not not the best. Probably the worst, honestly, at, the, at, the, at that point. Well, I think we were also hosting and stuff. It always there's, feels there's like, you know. No, I yeah. was worried. You know, we weren't just introducing it to two more people. We were introducing it to like a six lot. or eight more yeah, people. We were, yeah, we were worried that 
maybe not everyone would like it. We'd been a lot more concentrated and focused in how we were adding people on. Yes. This this was my second viewing though. <laughs> yeah, how, how was it for you? And it was like how getting to see like Jen's reaction to it was very important to me because I've known Jen forever and like I I still don't have her totally pinned down sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is she gonna like it? Is she gonna get it? Like it's great. And then I just I just love Vanessa making jokes about things. And then Tara and Dave are like hilarious to watch stuff with in general. And it was just like I just love I loved getting to have that experience of like knowing the joke that's coming and then seeing other people react to the situation. Like, like in the moment I was talking about just a second ago at the beginning, I was just like, I was literally just like looking around and being yeah, like, and you just want to watch people. <laughs> you're just like, you're like, Oh, Oh, this, this is the moment. The, this, this is the moment. <laughs> it's the same way when um, what's it's called Edgar's Prayer, right? Ugh. Um, there's there's a, a few musical numbers in the film. Um, and by a few, I actually mean two, two not exactly. three. The funniest possible number. <laughs> yeah, by the two way. Is you the think f- they're gonna do the rule of threes, but then they, they don't. don't. They don't. Um, so like the the first song welcomes you to this really nice hotel. Um, just like. Uh, the Palm Vista, the Palm Vista, the Palm Vista Motel. It is like a full, like lavish oh, production. It's number. It, it's doing a lot of Busby Berkeley stuff, a lot yes. of like above shots with people in kaleidoscopic formations. A bunch yeah. of different choreography and a bunch of different locations. Yeah. yeah, but the second song is called Edgar's Prayer, and it is about the um the boyfriend of the uh, villain. Well, let's let's stop for a second and talk about the the star of this film, really. Yes, please. Break <laughs> um, it down, Kelsey. One Mr. Jamie Dornan. Yes, who is playing Edgar. <laughs> Christian Grey himself. Christian yes. Grey himself. <laughs> and when you first hear that, you're like, oh no. Him? Him? Can he do this? Reader? Listener? <laughs> <laughs> he can. He, he was the only one who could have. <laughs> I, I truly believe that. A hundred percent. He committed to the role like beyond measure and he was so excited to do this song that there's a moment at the end of the song where he tears his shirt open <laughs> and the the director had been like please don't do that then we have to reset we have to get you another shirt and it got to the end of the song like they were filming the last part and he's like please let me rip the shirt i just think edgar would do that and it's perfect <laughs> and i'm so glad they it, did he that is, he is a bright bright light in this movie and he needs to do more comedy yeah. like Jamie, come on. Yeah. Like you were he was he was so so good. So good. And he's also the perfect amount of famous for this part because yeah. he has there's just enough of an image around him that it's that it's kind of funny. Yeah. He's subverting it. But he's also like committed enough to be like him he's playing this very straight, yeah. but in a way that doesn't like distract from the actual humor of it. Yeah. It's really it makes it funnier. It's quite a performance. It's yeah. it's, it's kind of he's got a strange energy to him he's much more like kind of like mumbly and weird than i would have imagined he would be based on my general impression of those 50 shades of gray movies yeah um but yeah what a what a champion yeah and he like um he clearly had so much fun yeah and especially in that song which by the way just look up the song on youtube watch the it's essentially a music video if you don't do anything please do yeah and (laughs) our friend's reaction to that was the thing i was sitting there like because it kind of takes you by surprise when the song starts you're not expecting him to break into song and then all of a sudden he's just like (laughs) burning um and it makes you feel amazing and it makes you think about seagulls differently (laughs) it does um, and, seagull uh, in the sand. Can you hear my prayer? Um, it really it brings something really special to the film. Yeah, and I think his his performance like this. I think this film is made on his performance. To be honest with you, yeah. Because I think you know, I think Kristen Kristen Wiig is doing her Kristen Wiig thing in both of her roles, and she's hilarious, and mm-hmm. I love her. Um, I think 
I think the people around her make the movie more than she does because we know what to expect from her in a yeah. way. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. I totally agree with that. And this was a moment for like Annie to really shine. She oh. has a small part in Bridesmaids, yeah. but it's not a lot. And in here, she's like amazing. She's she is she's stealing the show. She does have in hindsight maybe the funniest moment in Bridesmaids when she's like, "I had a dream the plane crashed. <laughs> <laughs> you were there." <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I, I had no idea she was like this funny of a performer. Um, it was really, really good to see her, uh, like co-headlining the movie. It yeah. was, it made me even more embarrassed for my 2019 self, <laughs> who not only thought Rise of Skywalker will, will be good, <laughs> but also thought Barb and Star will be bad. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, eating those words. I, I did. Think, I did eat those words. And I think, like, as as uh, someone who is, you know, in my 30s now. Um, Kelsey, I, don't out us on the podcast. <laughs> Everyone thinks we're, we're younger than we actually are. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> you don't. You think so? No, people. Nope. We we all look our ages. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just really, not in a bad way, just <laughs> in a factual way. It's really nice to see a story about a woman who is not a teen and not twenty. <laughs> um. Uh, that's about like self-fulfillment and not about needing a husband or like you know a partner yeah because like star uh kristen wiggs good guy um she does fall in love with edgar and they have a beautiful relationship but that's not that's really not what really the, movie's the main about. point of the story yeah <laughs> like it's it's part of her self-fulfillment journey is yeah. being with a man who finds her desirable which yeah. she'd never experienced before but like it's really about those two and what their friendship means mm-hmm. and what like fulfillment means to them and yeah. what like you know you know i just uh, like annie's performance in this is like my favorite thing yeah and it's it's so the good. the whole montage where she's doing all the things and she meets um <laughs> tommy bahama tommy bahama the tommy the tommy bahama the tommy bahama played uncredited in the By credits, tommy bahama <laughs> it says tommy bahama tommy bahama it was actually played by andy garcia <laughs> um the and father of the bride himself <laughs> I thought that was Steve Martin. No, he, they're anymore. doing a remake. Oh, the one with uh, Gloria Stefan. Gloria Stefan. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, I take it back. He is the father of the bride. Um, it <laughs> was originally, this is my other favorite piece of trivia. They tried to get Obama to play Tommy <laughs> Bahama. <laughs> and he was unavailable or probably uninterested. Yeah. I uh, think Andy Garcia was the right choice. Yeah, it was a very good choice. That would have ch- definitely changed the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after this party. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that we're leaving the we're leaving our went, gang it, of characters in, in later. Everyone course. loved it. It went very it very went well. down very well. That's like no one no one hated it. Yes. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yeah. You'll 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 see some of these people again. Yeah. Don't worry. In the story. <laughs> and then what's happening? Oh, that's right. It's late July, twenty twenty one. We are on the precipice of the Delta variant. The Delta variant is already happening. <laughs> and as and as the three of us take a. Uh, three of us and Steph, excuse me, yeah. take a road trip down Louisville Way. Louisville Way. Uh, to stay at, uh, at Julie's house for a yeah. week. Um, Julie's Kelsey's mom, just in case people yeah. don't know. She's been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's a friend of the pod. She's a friend That's of the pod. True. That's true. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, I specifically remember, like, as we went further south, yeah. I saw a few people wearing masks. Yeah. And I was, for the first time, putting mine back on before I went inside gas stations and stuff. It was a... It was a sobering moment yeah. to realize that things were actually not going to go back to normal at all. Yeah. And that we'd be dealing with this in some form for a very long time. Yeah. 
Um, but it was, you know, it was it was a bit of a bit depressing. But I gotta say, I was I was always very aware that it was still much much better than things were a year before. Yeah. Yes, we were going to bars, we yes. did activities, and most importantly. We brought down our Blu-ray because at this point we had bought it on disc. It was That's available right. on disc That's now. Right. Um, I literally bought it on pre-sale. <laughs> like, didn't wait till the day of. As soon as the listing was up, I purchased it. Yeah. Um, we brought it down. We accidentally, actually, we showed it to Julie. We tried to watch it outdoors in yeah, Julie's it, pool. Yeah, well, there was some technical difficulties. A bit of a kerfuffle, but we watched it indoors. <laughs> yeah. And Julie, thankfully... She liked it. Yeah. She liked it a lot, which is, um, my mom is, is not not picky about movies. She's just not really like a movie person. Yeah. Um, it's hard to know with those people sometimes. Yeah. And it's those hard to- people being parents. No, I mean, no non-movie people. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because I think some parents are movie people. Yeah. My parents are movie people. Yeah. my like So my mom's not really like, like my, the thing is, I, I thought my mom would like it because one of the my mom's favorite movies that she showed me growing up is Young Frankenstein. Mm. And it feels similarly absurd in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, and so I thought she would like it, but you never know with her. You never know. <laughs> but she had a great time. And then we we left it there by accident. Yes. Um, in my joy having shown it, I forgot it. Um, and Julie even like <laughs> that night was like, don't forget this. And I was like, I won't. And I did. But she kindly shipped it to us. Thank you, Julie. And just just to keep this count clear, me and Sarah are now at our fifth. This is our fifth watch. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and me and Sarah three. three. Yeah. I will say fifth watch was was probably the same as fourth. I, think. I would say it was a little bit better for me oh. because the pressure was gone. Oh yeah. yeah, and I was delighted to find out. No, 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 it's not just a temporary high. This movie keeps giving. It keeps yes. giving. It's got more to offer us. It does. It does. Now, it's been you know. So it has now been over a year since we first watched Barb and Star in this story. And we have seen it five times. No, it's been like six months. It's been like six months. It's been over a year. It's been over a year since it was announced. Oh, I'm sorry. My math is bad. Yes, it's, we've seen it five times in six months. So essentially once a month <laughs> yeah. is where we are. Okay. You, you, I mean, the statistic is really thrown off by the fact we watched it twice in two days. Yes. <laughs> the numbers are hard yeah. to plot. And also, what is time? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Makes you think about time. Passages. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Time, time passages. passages. I've got a ticket. On the, the last, last train, train home, home tonight. I wish y'all could see Sarah's face right now. <laughs> and then we slowly pan back down. And guess what? You better buckle up because things are about to get rowdy. Woo-hoo. September 19th. 2021, Sarah, Jason, Kelsey, Steph, Vanessa, Katie, and Jen. I told you they'd be coming back. Yeah. Because once you get a hit, you got to come back. Yeah. We, we see the movie in theaters. In Finally. theaters, as it was meant to be seen. There is a short run of Barb and Star at Alamo Theaters. Mm-hmm. And they, we're like, of they did, course. They did their rowdy screenings where you're yeah. encouraged to yell and clap and laugh maybe and... sing along yeah. to uh, edgar's prayer with everyone else they also gave us props yeah. sorry yes. did you have more you wanted to say first <laughs> um so we we were able to do a rowdy screening at alamo and it was like finally what we've always wanted we're gonna see this in theaters it did not disappoint they gave us vista del mar visors Lays. We got lays, we got little maracas we got pictures of their faces to hold up if we wanted to we got posters yeah. One is now proudly now hang framed and hanging in my living room. Yes, and it's from the original 
I believe the original yes. release because it says July uh, July 2021 on the poster. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or July 2020. 2020 on the poster. Yeah. 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 A um, real. Um, a real artifact. Yeah. yeah July 2020. Yeah, because that's when Morbius was supposed to. Be <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, it really. I think it's. It's going to be something that goes in a museum one day. <laughs> yeah. If I have my druthers. Listen, I'm down to start a museum of bits. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just... It was, the museum of bits. The theater, <laughs> was, the theater was sold out, right? The theater was sold yeah. out. Um, and it was so good to be like... Because they had to add more screenings because yeah. it sold out so fast. Yeah. Which was, uh, which was like heartening yes. <laughs> that like other people had experienced yes. this. And been like, this is the best movie ever. Um. And we were back in theaters. Yeah. We'd been back in theaters, at least you and I had, for mm-hmm. about, uh, this was sep- September, so, yeah. what, like like four months? Yeah. I think I'd seen one other movie in theaters. Was like, it Fast and Furious? Well, maybe two. In the Heights, we went. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. For us. <laughs> Listen, I have not watched it again, so. <laughs> and, and, just, and just following this thread here, theaters were weird to be back in especially when delta happens it was like okay my mask i mean i'm eating and drinking sometimes so i need to take it off like can i take it off for that whole time or you'd like be putting it back up every time i yeah. take a drink or it was a kind of a headache but and barb and star was also the first movie i saw without buffer seats yes because they wanted it to be fully sold out which was also stressful because i'd gotten used to like having a space seat between <laughs> me and other people and i loved it <laughs> yeah i think it was you know I just the the last big thing we did before COVID was go to a rowdy screening. So yeah. it was like it really felt like full circle in a lot of ways. And, um, yeah. and people that rowdy screening of cats had, had COVID. COVID. <laughs> and yes, the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID was a rowdy screening of cats. I'm not ashamed. Ours too. <laughs> um, not or mine. mine, mine too, not Jason. I saw the Invisible Man. It's good. Um. Scored by Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Yes, playing um, through the thin walls of the Kent cinema. God bless the Kent cinema. But yeah, the, the audience was also really into it. I honestly wanted them to be more into it. Yeah. Um, but that's just because I think I was kind of comparing it to the Cats one. Yeah. The Cats one was insane. Yeah. And I think the difference is, you know, Cats is a bad movie you want to yell over. Barb yeah. and Star is a movie you genuinely like. So how much do you like... Loudly interact and how much are you just soaking in a movie you love so much? And there haven't been enough of those kind of screenings to establish like traditions yeah. and like what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and you can't just like make that stuff up. Yeah. Like I feel like it has to be organic. It does. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great way to see it again. Yeah, it was really, really fun. It was a night full of joy. Yes. Yeah, and despite any sort of anxiety around being back in the theater, I was back. So no complaints. Still no complaints. <laughs> Anytime I can go to the movies, I'm, I'm, quite happy Absolutely. yeah and i think that's i think that's a uh like you being able to go to the movies i feel like it's a very good marker of like where we were in covid oh, man, i missed going to the movies so much <laughs> oh, so much i love the movies they're so good and there was a year where they just said no movies <laughs> except some bad movies you can have some bad movies here's a movie where russell crowe drives a truck do you want to see that no here you can rent a theater and we'll give you assorted animated films not the good ones the bad ones yeah the bad ones yeah but at least we got to see barb and star with a giant crowd of people making it as you said our fifth at this point or is our our sixth our sixth viewing the rowdy screening four kelsey's at four Mm -hmm. so we're watching a lot of the yeah 
We're watching a lot of Barb and Star. It's a good film. Yeah. And then... Did we take a break? Yeah, a little break, you know. You <laughs> know what? You saw it in theaters. The culmination of the whole journey in some ways. Um, so I, you might think we would stop, right? Like, yeah, sure. Like, we wouldn't watch it anymore after that. Sure. Or we'd maybe, we'd maybe cut down to once a year. Yeah, like, really reduce. <laughs> no. Because guess what's coming back around? Valentine's Day 2022. you got to commemorate the first time. Yes, our now our one-year anniversary <laughs> of watching Barb and Star. And Sarah and me watch it for the seventh time, this time with commentary. Yes. Had to find a way to keep it fresh, keep it exciting. <laughs> oh, you got to keep it fresh. So it was uh, director Josh Greenbaum and uh, Kristen and Annie talking about the movie. They also had like a little talk back thing after the rowdy screening. Oh which yeah, was cool. that was cool too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was a live Zoom talk back. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, it was not live. It was recorded. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. The commentary was really fun. I feel like we had to learn new things about the the movie. A lot of it, just like how many things were like improvised and then stayed or how many things were significantly longer and got cut like the scene where they're in the hotel room freaking out when they get the better room at uh, the palm vista uh they it's apparently like there's a good like 15 minutes of in-character footage of them goofing off around Give that me hotel the room. director's cut and like they include some of that in the deleted scenes or the bloopers extended edition but please. that this movie, give me, I will give you Nine all the hours. money. Sorry, sorry Kelsey, do you want to see a version of the movie that includes completely unedited footage of, of Annie and, and Kristen just goofing off? Goofing off? Absolutely. Yes. Like every every bit of footage they shot. Every okay, bit. Just like a, a selection. Give me a director's cut. Let's have them revisit it. What do they want to layer in? What else can they give me? What are the jokes? <laughs> I mean, that is, like, I, I wanted we to... We need more Barb and Star, Jason. <laughs> um, well, like, I, I had um, one question I wanted to ask is, what are the other ways we can watch it? Because mm-hmm. now, like, we're at seven. Or at this point in our story, we're at seven. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's still at four. Mm-hmm. And then what do we do? Uh, then it's about... It's a little under two months later. Yeah. Uh, it's April 7th. And in preparation of the podcast they're going to record, surely that night... Surely <laughs> that month. Sarah, Jason, and Kelsey... <laughs> Watch Barb and Star again. Me and Sarah, that's number eight. Kelsey? Number five. That's right. We're feeling good. And I think this was one of my favorite viewings of it because we had sort of like, you know, we had escalated so many times and we came back to like the core. Yeah. And it was like, oh no, it's funny again in a way that it was funny like the second time. Yeah. (laughs) We brought it back to the heart of Barb and Star. Yeah. And it was really oh, good. Good-natured water spirit named Trish. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was fun to watch it after uh, the commentary. I feel like it added some context yeah. and some intrigue. Um, I think, like, this brings me to my question, though, is how else can we do this? Well, is there a... You could watch it on a plane. We you haven't done it, that yet. You could watch it in a train. Also that. Do you have any other locations you'd like to offer? On a box. Just, just... With a fox. Yeah, just, just just brainstorming here, just blue sky. Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. All right. Those those all seem good. I was thinking more like on a boat or with a goat. <laughs> but anyway, I think I think that like there should be the dark side of the moon equivalent of this. Um, I don't Question know. Question is, what is it? Yeah, and how do you break for? I guess I don't even want to break for Edgar's prayer. I want to find the perfect song to sync up with to Edgar's sync prayer. up with Edgar's prayer. Because I was thinking and like, the Palm Vista. yeah, like Jimmy Buffett might be good. There's a lot of Jimmy Buffett energy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There is a, there's a lot of Jimmy Buffett energy. Um, another on the nose one would be Richard Cheese is in this movie. Um, I'm not he's a musical comedian for those who aren't aware of him. I'm pretty familiar because one of my best friends, Jordan, was obsessed with Richard Cheese in middle school. Um, he's in this, so is it the collected works of Richard Cheese? <laughs> um, or does it need to go in a more abstract direction? Are we looking at like um, would a gorilla's album work over this? <laughs> Would a um, um, Daft Punk album be interesting? Like, should we go in a techno EMDR direction? Because um, I, I think what not makes, EMDR EDMR. <laughs> what what makes um, the Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Moon pairing so perfect, aside from the fact that it was obviously designed by the CIA to activate MK Ultra programming inside of our brains when we did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's ha- definitely it. And we would like to say all of Jason's views definitely reflect the views of everyone else on this podcast. Guys, I'm kidding. I don't think this particular thing is the CIA. Obviously, that would be a step too far. <laughs> a lot of things are the CIA. Yeah, the, the CIA didn't, didn't fund this. It's not the entire modern art movement in America. <laughs> That's a sidetrack. Um, Look the, it up. Look it up. But, but because Abstract it, because, expressionism was funded by the CIA. Because, it, because <laughs> the, the album is different from the movie. But they fit together in a sort of a weird dreamlike way. Yeah. So you want something that is, I think, a little bit different from Barb and Star. So, mm. so not something like Jimmy Buffett that's like really just what you're seeing on screen already. Yeah. yeah. But that enhances and creates a new mood, sort of. Mm. So if there was like a thing like Jimmy Buffett that had like long instrumental passages, that would be perfect. I was gonna say Fiona Apple's "Fetch the Bolt Cutters." <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I've never listened to it before. This is the place to start. <laughs> All right, well, we might have our next viewing lined up. I'm trying to think. I would still like to watch Barb and Star outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Um, at a park or a pool, I think, or on a beach. Any of those would be really fun. Um, from a hot tub. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, that would be kind of like my next way I'd like to experience it. I'm trying to think of others. Um I, I made my family watch it from afar. I haven't watched it with them, but they all loved it. Um, uh, I mean, I feel like the next step, honestly, is like doing a lecture on it. Like we need to, we need to study it. We need to like do uh, TED talks about the importance of friendship and self discovery, <laughs> all through Barb and Star. Like all the lessons you can learn about life in this we, movie. We can all do different kinds of, uh, of of talks too. Like someone can do a TED talk. Mm-hmm. I can do like one of those bullshit like contemporary like non-dimensional Christian church pastor things where it's like this month we're teaching about uh, from one source Barb and Star. <laughs> There's like a big stupid thing behind me while I walk on the stage yeah. and like with my little hands-free mic attached to me. I'm like, but, but what does it tell us about life? And you're wearing jeans and a plaid shirt. Yeah. You have to grow a full beard though. Yeah. Mustache doesn't work. You're right. I have to grow a new beard. And an entirely different and much worse person. <laughs> that is that is the part that's missing. But I do think the fact. I wonder. This I mean, might I, be think, a thing I to think look we have at. a series of video essays at the very least. Yes. Guys, yeah. you know, we're just going to camp out in this this verse, and it's just Edgar's prayer. <laughs> <laughs> like this, there's a whole sermon. One, like it's a sermon series, obviously, yeah. four to six weeks, yes. every week about a different aspect of Barb and Star. Um, maybe they focus on a different character each week. But it would be nice if there was like we're going to fixate on. What is Edgar praying for, really? And how does it show how we should be praying? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, because yeah, that's definitely what it would actually be. And this is coming to you from many, many, many years of evangelical uh, life. Discover the power of Trish. <laughs> Edgar's real prayer is the prayer to let Jesus into his heart. <laughs> Um, oh no, I was thinking like more of like, this is probably too hyper specific, but maybe the evangelicals in the house will get what I'm going for. But, um, or the ex-evangelicals in the house, I should say. But the idea of like, um, okay, first, uh, Edgar asks for an intercession from a seagull on a tire. (laughs) Then he asks for intercession from a, um, a, uh, seagull seagull in the sand. And then, wait, I reverse that. Seagull in the sand, seagull on a tire, and then seagulls in a group. So what does that say about how we escalate in our prayers and the importance of community within the church and how we need to work together if we want to achieve these prayers? I'm scared. (laughs) It writes itself. It writes itself. Um, So yeah, I think that's an option too now. I think think what we're hearing is like from this podcast – this is the first step to all of the uh, Barb and Star analytical content. Let's create a major at NYU that's just Barb and Star. Palm Vista Productions coming at you. <laughs> LLC. <laughs> or no, we'd need um, to be a church, probably. Yeah. I also yeah. hope don't we don't pay taxes. taxes. Yeah. 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 The that's church where the of Trish. That is, that is actually <laughs> where, where all the money is. Um, if we do become a church, though, we have to remove this part from the podcast, or this might constitute as like legal admission of fraud. <laughs> Good thing we would never actually make a church. <laughs> church of Trish. <laughs> Nothing like watch someone weak, wink into a microphone. Um, yeah, which brings me to the other thing I really want from this movie is a sequel. <laughs> I was going to, this is one of the things I wanted to ask. Yeah. What do you want a sequel to look like? I want Barb and Star to go on another adventure, this time with Edgar. I'm just, I'm so afraid that it wouldn't live up to it. Like it, like this, that's how much I love this movie. I love sequels. I'm very pro sequel. Yeah. I am so afraid that this, that a sequel would ruin this movie. I mean, I, I can respect that. Um, But I want it also, but like, I'm more scared about it. Than- I guess like maybe what I actually want is a prequel series. That's about them working at the furniture store. Because <laughs> um, they start the movie with jobs at Ashley Furniture in uh, Soft at, Rock, Nebraska. At Jennifer Convertible. Excuse me, Jennifer Convertible. <laughs> it's actually fake Ashley Furniture. Thank yeah, you. Right. Um, in um, Soft Rock, Nebraska, a place I wish really existed. Um, and they get fired, which is what leads to them uh, going to Vista Del Mar. But... I mean, I would love for them to go on another adventure with that. Just six episodes on Peacock. I would also like Tommy Bahama to show up again. Um, <laughs> for a prequel series where we get to see all their hijinks. Yeah. Or a second I wanna, movie. I want to see Thanksgiving at Jennifer Convertible. Right? I do too. <laughs> Apparently they shot one. That's that's just not included in the movie, but they shot it. Director's cut. Yes. <laughs> Where's, where, where is the four-hour cut of this? Right? <laughs> Where's the Greenbaum cut? I mean, do I need to start? What What did they do to get the Justice League? Like harassed uh, what, Warner executives? What, what didn't they do? <laughs> Got to take a page out of their playbook. Um, I'm sure Lionsgate will be all over I, it. I think they were mostly just annoying online. Yeah. Which that's no problem for me. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I, I don't know. I think the sequel, like my first thought was like they get enlisted in a, some government organization to help solve something because they did such a great job covertly in um, yeah. Vista Del Mar. Oh, I hope Darlie Bunkle comes back too. 
Or um, Speedo guy is <laughs> kidnapped and they have to find Speedo him. Speedo guy is kidnapped. Or maybe they move to Florida and make a make like they move to Vista Del Mar and make a life of it there. I I, I would. I, sorry, I had another idea. Do you want to go first? No, go ahead. Um, also, spinoff potential. We follow the talking group. Uh, and what they're doing, and that's the sequel. It's the, the talking group. talking club. <laughs> or talking club, yeah. yeah. Uh. I think sequel is the way to go. I think Barb, Star, and Jamie go somewhere. Yeah. Maybe a place. Barb, of... Star, and Edgar. Yes. <laughs> go to maybe another like small beach town. Yeah. Maybe maybe like a you know like a, like an ice thing. You know. Yeah. They 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 switch it up for the second one. They yeah. go to like a ski re- a ski resort. <gasps> it's a ski movie. It's a ski, <laughs> a ski movie. movie. With Barb and Star. And oh, Edgar. that's that's really good. Oh, ski movie. That's good. really good. And here's here's my caveat because Kelsey, you're not wrong to be afraid. Yeah. Because the the most prominent comedy sequel I can think of is Anchorman 2 yeah which is awful uh, and and not does not deserve to exist but the thing is Anchorman 1 still funny yeah okay it didn't, I, it didn't get ruined by Anchorman 2 if Anchorman 1 is not funny anymore it's not because of Anchorman 2 I, I feel confident of, saying that the, the time has changed yes <laughs> yeah, yeah there the, are jokes in the first Anchorman that don't work anymore yeah none of us are saying it's perfect yeah I haven't watched it in a long unlike time. Barb and Star which is I'm, I'm saying Anchorman is perfect all right. That is your right. I, my, the highest compliment I can give it is it's the movie I can think of that most compares to the Barb and Star. Yeah. Now I want to watch Anchorman. Right? <laughs> um, okay, so ski resort. They're on a ski resort. Yes. Um, and hijinks ensue. Hijinks and ensue. I, I think Kristen Wiig's villain, you got to retire that character. That's yeah. enough of that. We yeah. don't need to Do you see make her Annie again. the villain this time? I was going to say Annie does a dual role. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> She's gonna, the villain this time. I was going to say Maya Rudolph, but that's actually even better. Yeah. yeah. You guys are right. Yeah. We are right. Thank you. <laughs> um, speedo yeah. guy's there, but he's still just in a Speedo. <laughs> he's just in the hot tub all the time. Yeah. Maybe this time his entire body is covered. Yeah. <laughs> you can only see like a little bit of his face. <laughs> oh, so I, it's just the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> well, then you don't find out that it's him until the end yeah. of and the movie. Just... And he goes in the hot tub yes. in a Speedo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway, Annie, Kristen, please, please give us more. Feel, feels like a gimme. Feels like we're yeah, serving up to you nice and easy like here, and all you gotta do is just we're setting you up. Just knock it out. Yeah, it just I just I want to see them all up in the snow and shit. Yeah, yeah. Afraid ski from from two devoted fans of Hot Dog the movie. <laughs> we do really like that movie. It's good. Check it out, y'all, if you can. Check out Hot Dog the movie, or better yet, check out Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. Yes, it's freaking great. Please, if you have somehow been a listener to this episode and you have not already seen it you owe it to yourself it's just pure joy it's pure joy you owe it to yourself to watch it you owe it to yourself to after you watch it tell us you watched it so we can know that we kept (laughs) spreading the love i just got an idea for if you live in new york and you want us to watch it with you let us know let we will watch it with you come over we have it on on disc (laughs) ideally you live in brooklyn but we will also go to manhattan if we can get to you on the subway Maybe not um, the Bronx, but... No, I would go to the Bronx. Yeah. I just won't go to Staten Island. <laughs> um, can't get you to Staten Island on the yeah, If you live in Staten, you got to come to us. <laughs> yes, but we will go to everyone else. Or um, I can pick you up in the car, whatever. <laughs> Listen, we want to watch this movie with you. <laughs> yes. What is the snow equivalent of Tommy Bahama? Um, they meet a Yeti. <laughs> yes. Oh, they, they meet L.L. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Never mind, you got it, babe. <laughs> Great job. Oh, it's so good. Who plays L.L. Bean? 
Barack Obama. <laughs> well, no, L.L. Bean plays L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean plays L.L. Bean. And it's actually Andy Garcia. <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> He's Tommy Bahama and L.L. Bean. <laughs> so I guess I kind of dropped the COVID threat because it was kind of a bummer. But I guess all I want to say is it's okay. Yeah. And I'm so glad we had this movie as a light and a joy to help us yes. get through it. It was truly, truly a joy. Truly. Also, we were talk about this. Damon Wayans Jr. is in this. And oh, he's yeah. He's also hilarious. He's so good. As the very private Darley Bunkle. <laughs> yes, he does. He's very private. He does an amazing job. He wears every costume they give him yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Um, There's a scene where he's wearing a face mask. And so it's off-putting. Very off-putting to yeah. watch because it was filmed, obviously, uh, way, way before that would yeah. be a... I would also life. watch like like some some minisodes of like Edgar and Darley having adventures. Yeah, <laughs> or just Darley by or himself. Or just Darley by himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Dar- if this is like the '80s, Darley's a spinoff character. Yeah. yeah. They just give him his own show where he's like solving mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Poorly. Yeah. But they'd recast him if it was the '80s, so maybe it's for the best. Yeah. Yeah. He he he's like succeeding, but due to the competence of others, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a private eye. Very private. <laughs> very private. Darley Bunkle, very private eye. Coming to Peacock this summer. I mean, oh my again, God, six, six episodes bells. on Peacock. Give us the Barb and Star Cinematic Universe. universe. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> you're already doing it for everything else. Might as well throw this in there. Call us. I would like to quit my job and be a writer. Barb and Star can join the Avengers. Yeah, I, I talk shit about Disney all day, but if we can all quit our jobs, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> you know? I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep churning out that garbage. I mean, they made She-Hulk. How hard can that be? Right? Doesn't seem like it'd be too hard. Doesn't look like they're putting that much effort into it. I haven't watched any She-Hulk. Well, it's not, it's not a podcast with Jason if we don't wrap it up by shitting on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Any final thoughts about Barb and Star, Go to Vista Del Mar, and how good it is? It's, it's just so fucking good. It's a perfect film. Go watch it. I can't actually hype it enough. Share it with the Go person watch you it. love. Share it with someone you love. Give them the gift after you've watched it yourself because it'll be better that way. Though you may choose someone to watch it with you the first time. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, too. you should also have more than one person you love in your life. Yeah. Yes. That's a, I mean, you know, people have made done with, with, with less, but the more love you can take in your life, the better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what Barb and Star is really about. Because there are good shifts. And there are wood ships. And there are ships that sail the sea. But the best ships are friendships. And, and forever, forever may they be. Go to therapy. Perfect. <laughs> Special thanks to Danny Abound of the Weeping Willards for use of their song Outside in the Rain from their self-titled album, which you can buy on Bandcamp. And he has never listened to an episode of the show but congratulations to Danny and his wife, Nana, on the birth of their first child. Which they made happened, a whole human since which, we had an which episode. Which happened, like, like, yeah, like in the past six months. <laughs> and we just haven't done an episode. Yeah. But, hey, Danny, if you're out there somewhere, you are out there somewhere, hey, good job. Good, good job. job. Good job. And special thanks to Carly Sussman, who designed our logo. We had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Go to therapy. Let's put our hands in the middle like power and just do a therapy on three. You ready? Okay. Hold like on. one, two, three, therapy. Go to therapy. Down. One, two, three, go to therapy. One, two, three. Go, go to, to therapy. therapy. Next week on Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. The chat.